Welcome back to the Ring 'em Up podcast. Carlos, how are we doing today? It's a bad day, man. We're not looking good. It's a bad day to be a Mets fan. That's for damn sure. Well, I was thinking a Yankees fan, but you know what? Just oh, well, yeah, just, them too. <laughs> just a New York fan in general, I guess. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's a bad day to be a lot, fan of a lot of teams right now. So. Yeah, but especially the Mets. You're oh, not wrong. Yeah, the Mets, I mean... What are are we seeing uh, some early signs of just the Mets being the Mets? Or usually they wait until you know September October to do this kind of stuff to you. But uh, looks like they just want to get it out of the way early this year. Yeah, I mean it's not looking too hot for them. I mean, God, dude, we're watching some highlights and losing thirteen of your last seventeen games and getting shut out four times in that span. That's kind of bad. Well, and the worst part is it's like. You could at least be like, oh, well, they're maybe they're playing, you know, the Braves or the Dodgers. Maybe they're playing their, some tough teams. But their last few series, they've lost two of three to the Reds, two of three to the Rockies. They got swept by the Tigers, who are playing good ball, but still the Tigers. They lost two of three to the Nats, two of three to the Giants. I mean, they're not losing the good teams. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, when you're losing series to the Nats and the, I mean, Reds, the, the Reds, the Rockies. Yeah. That's a that's that's when you know you're really struggling. I mean, and you also now you have Verlander back on the IL, right? No, Scherzer. Oh, Scherzer on the IL now, so it's went from one to the other. So, right, and I mean Verlander did get hit around his first game back, but I mean that's expected. He's got to get back into the flow of things. But I think that's the big problem with the Mets this year is they really their team is based off. Two very veteran. I mean, don't get me wrong. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander will be Hall of Famers when it's all said and done. But as of right now, I mean, I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, this is who really who you're relying on all year is Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Well, yeah, and I mean, you got Cody Singer that they brought over from where is he from? Is he from Japan or Korea or somewhere over there? Right? They brought him over, and he's four and two. I mean, that's not terrible for a guy his first year in the league. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's kind of. I guess you can say he's he's doing as expected, or you know what I mean? It's a good thing what you're kind of seeing from him. He lost to the Reds today, and I know that because he's on my fantasy team. So thank you. But he got hit around by the Reds, lost five nothing, right? Like I said, four and two. I mean, he's doing a good job. And then you have a uh, Jose Quintana too. That's that's also you know they that was an acquisition that they had uh, over the off season this year. And I mean, have you even seen him pitching out? Have an outing yet? Nope. He had rib surgery and is out until July. And then their other you know decent pitcher, Carlos Carrasco, he did have elbow problems, but I believe he's making his rehab assignments right now. So he should be back, I mean, probably in the next month or so. But still, I mean, you're relying on the Max Scherzer who's having neck spasms in this since he got caught cheating, I mean, <laughs> has been kind of getting lit up. Also, kind of weird kind of weird just to throw this in there, but I don't know. Your spin rate drops by like 100 whatever you use to measure your first outing back after getting caught. That, sounds, that looks kind of weird. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. The fact that... This is the crazy part is the Mets are paying Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer $43 million each. Okay, so that's $86 million. Talk about a bag. Yeah, $86 million in two players. The Oakland A's have a $60 million payroll for everybody. The Baltimore Orioles have a $66 million payroll. 
The Tampa Bay Rays have a $73 million payroll, and the Pirates have a $75 million payroll. These guys got it in two in two players. And two players. These guys are making more than four teams. That's crazy. That's so insane. And the fact that they're this bad, I mean, what do you do? I mean, is, there, is Carlos Carrasco and Cozy Quintana the answer? No, hell no. Well, I mean, I don't see it at least. I mean, Quintana came over to the Cardinals when he did, and, I mean, he kind of showed out a little bit, you know, and, I mean, it had a good second half of the year. Um, but to say he's he's that guy that's going to bring – bring a team like the Mets back and make them a legit contender? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. And it's, I mean, they're sitting 18 and 20. They got a negative 15 run differential. The problem is, is not only is their pitching not great, but I mean, their hitters are really, really, really bad as well. Pete Alonso, I mean, he's the only guy that seems to have pop on that team. He has 13 bombs right now, 234 average and, on base percentage of 329, or I mean of 861, my bad. No, 329, 329. You know um, what you're looking at over there? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and, I mean, but apart from that, Lindor's struggling. They just called up their top uh, prospect who was Francisco Alvarez. He's, I mean, kind of figuring it out. I mean, he that's going to be. Well, know. they brought him. They also brought Brett Brady up, which yeah. is another big prospect that they have. Or Brett Bate. Is it Beatty, yeah. right? Beatty. Yeah. yeah. So they also brought him up, too. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, why not? You know what I mean? Right. Let's see what these guys can do. And if they can kind of produce a little bit. I mean, again, we suck anyways. Right. Like, well, and that's the thing, man, is like, if I think Lindor's the captain, per se, on that team, right? He's, you know, that's the yeah. guy who's locked up there. I mean, so if he's struggling, I mean... I feel like it's one of those things where if he goes, the rest of the team will go. But if he's not going, because I mean, Pre Alonso's going, he's being he's hitting the shit out of the ball. Yeah. But I mean, Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar, Tommy Pham, Jeff McNeil. I mean, Daniel Vogelbach, Starling Marte is having an awful year. I mean, all these guys are having terrible, terrible offensive years. And I mean, yes, I mean we're about what two months into the season, about almost. Yeah, getting there. We're almost there, and mm-hmm. I mean. They're just not performing. They're just their pitching's kind of there, but not really. And they don't have a bullpen per se. They have Adam 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 Ottavino, but I mean, apart from that, they don't really have much. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's top to bottom not looking good. I mean, I have a, shit, you lose Edwin Diaz as your closer too, and maybe that was an early sign of. Well, obviously, everybody knew that was gonna hurt, but. The Mets started out the season okay, and then I think they really quickly realized that they don't have no one to end the game, and maybe that kind of flipped the mindset over there a little bit. Right. I don't know. Kind of hard to tell, but you'd be surprised at how these little things like, like that, you know what I mean, really affect the team. Right. All of a sudden, the team thinks that they can't, you know, close out a 2-3 ball game, a 3-3, you know, a 3-2 ball game, and all of a sudden, they're not even in games anymore. You know right. what I mean? No, you're right. And I mean... It does not get any easier for the Mets from here on out. They do play the Nats four games this weekend. It's a rare Friday to Monday series. But then they got Tampa, who, as we see, just is the greatest team ever assembled. Probably the World Series favorite as of right now. Right. Then they have the Guardians, the Cubs, the Rockies. The Cubs are playing good ball. And then the month of June for the Mets is rough, 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 rough. They play the Blue Jays. The Braves, the Pirates, who, you know, their magic might have ran out. 
But yeah, that one's kind of weird, huh? But that's going to be a good series between those two teams. They play the Yankees. They play the Cards, the Astros, the Phillies, and the Brewers. These are all pretty. As of right now, I mean, the Cardinals aren't playing ball. I was about to ball. say, don't count those guys in there. That should be a. That's a that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good series because they both suck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it might it might be man because, but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't get any easier for the Mets, and if they're not winning the games they're supposed to right now, I mean, they're gonna be in a lot of trouble considering that they're sitting in, what is it, third place? I think right now. Yeah, they're sitting. No, they're sitting in fourth. It's the Braves, the Marlins, Philly, Mets. The Nats. Yeah, and even at that, they're only a game and a half ahead of the Nationals. So. Right. And like you said, they just lost the series to them. So so this four-game series, realistically, by Monday, the Mets could be in last place right now. And, I mean, that's not good, especially considering how good Atlanta is. I mean... I mean, that that's... Uh, that that that's that's here that division can't think of the damn word that division is going to go to the braves as of right. right now no i mean, I mean there's really it's, nothing it's pretty, yeah there's nothing that i mean unless everybody gets hurt which i doubt it but i mean that division is atlanta's for sure no doubt i mean this is the scary part about the mets though is you're gonna have a team out of the east a team out of the central and then you have what is it two wild card teams or is it three uh, they do because I know it changed recently the format. Yeah, they do three because you get two wild card teams playing against each other, and then you get a wild card team and whoever finished right. last or or whoever was the worst of the win the division winners. Right. So realistically, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I don't know if I doubt the Pirates win that division, but the Mets have it might not make the playoffs. If you want to be 100 percent honest. I mean, that could very well be the case. If I mean, they're going to play this bad against these bad of teams with yeah. essentially a healthy roster other than, I mean, their grandpas of pitchers, I mean, they're not sitting They're not sitting in a good spot right now. No, they're definitely not. And, I mean, if you're a Mets fan, if you're the Mets organization, I'm probably pushing on the panic button if I'm not touching it already, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm definitely thinking about it. Like, it's 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 you're getting to this point where – you gotta hope Verlander turns it around. You gotta hope that it was your your you just saw the first game back kind of situation happen. You know, like it does with a lot of a lot of people that go on the IL and come back. You know what I mean? But this lineup has to turn it around, and your pitching rotation really, your pitching staff as a whole really has to start to figure something out of it. Right, and that's what I'm saying. They're digging themselves a deep hole early and. I mean, like we've said before, you can't win the division in April, but you can lose it, yeah. and that's going to be tough for them. They're seven and a half back right now, but I mean, this this month is going to be big for them if they can't if they can't pull together, you know, a a five hundred a five hundred um, month. You know what I mean, or right. a little bit better than a five hundred month, then it might be over for these guys because, like you said, the Braves are going to run away with it. You know what I mean. And then, depending on how Philly kind of counters out, you have the Dodgers, you have the Diamondbacks that are still looking good. The Padres. We'll figure it out. Yeah, the Padres are going to be the Padres, you know what I mean? They just need to start to click on all cylinders, and once you do that, scary. And then you have the NL Central, which you probably only get one team. You'll be lucky if, if you get another team out of that division in the playoffs, my personal opinion. Right. Um, but the Brewers and the Pirates are still, you know what I mean? They're still right there, and you never know what happens with the Cubs that are playing good ball, too. They're two and a half out. And I mean, again, even 
even St. Louis, if they, for whatever reason, figure something out, they're only eight games back in that division, and that division can go on some streaky stuff where people just start losing, and all of a sudden it's flipped upside down. See, and that's a crazy thing, though, man, is when you say the, the Cubs are playing good ball, they have the same record, essentially. I mean, the Mets have lost one extra game, but Mets are eight and tw- 18 and 20. The Cubs are 18 and 19. But just the it's the perspective, the, just you know how what it I mean? feels. Yeah. The Mets payroll is, I believe, top five. Well, it's not. E- it's not even that. It's it's people didn't go in. People didn't go into the season with really any expectations on the Cubs. Yeah, you signed Dansby Swanson. Yeah, you signed Cody Bellinger. But the Cody Bellinger that we had seen before this season was not a good Cody Bellinger. Right, and he's been, he's figured it out. Yeah, he's he's figured it out, and he's really doing Marcus well. Marcus Stroman's throwing the ball yeah. well. Stroman's Steele's throwing the ball very well. Exactly. And yeah. I, I was lying. The Mets have the highest payroll of this season, so I guess that's just the difference when they say the Cubs are pay, playing good ball as – Compared to the Mets, yeah, I mean, yeah. the Mets have the 15th highest payroll. Oh, 14th. Yeah. So I mean, no, I mean that's it, why it looks better, I guess, for the Cubs. Yeah, because you and the division is weaker. Yeah, you weren't expecting it. You know what I mean? It wasn't obviously they were looking. They were looking to make some do, to compete in some when um, they added those guys. You know what I mean? To add to Ian Happ. Jesus, we're watching this. Uh, this Giants. Uh, Diamondbacks game, top second right now. That ball was smashed. Oh, my Lord. That ball was hammered. Top of the second. This guy with one guy on. Who is this? Schmidt. No idea. Schmidt. Yeah. Schmidt for the Giants. It's a bomb, dude. And, I mean, that was a bomb. Wow. Good for him. Jesus. I mean. Hang me, bang me, baby. Oh, yeah. Bang a curveball in on his hands. See ya. God. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, that's that's the that's the difference. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's just the that you weren't expecting it from them. I mean, and and again, that division ain't that great. But the Mets, you you were kind of expecting at least me. I was thinking the Mets were going to compete. You know, in that top in three. It. You yeah. know what I mean? Not even top three. I thought I thought this would be the year that the Mets kind of figured it out. Simply because I mean, you I go mean, add don't get, Verlander and you add I mean, Verlander it's, it's and, a, it's and a solid arm and. Just because they added him and got rid of the Grom, I think it was an upgrade in a sense because you know what you're going to get out of Verlander. For the yeah. most part, he's had a healthy career. He did have Tommy John, but, I mean, you know what you're going to get out of him. So, in a sense, you knew you were going to get more starts out of Verlander than you were the Grom. So, that's why in my head I'm like, oh, they have a fucking legit veteran presence in the pitching staff. I know they had Scherzer, but... I think Verlander yeah. still has that edge on Scherzer. No, for sure. And, I mean, you saw it when, obviously, he he won another World Series with Houston last year. Right. Like, I mean, the dude's been there. The dude knows how to do it. He knows how to get through a postseason. You know what I mean? And so now out of that presence into, you know, this, Ro- this, this talented roster. Yeah, this very talented roster over there with the Mets. I mean, and and it not go, you know what I mean, that way it's – it's uh. It's just a really bad look. It's hard. It's yeah. It's hard well, to really to really fathom what's happening. You can and, say. I mean, you can honestly say the same thing about the Yankees. They're fucking. Um, they're the second highest uh, payroll. They have the second highest payroll, and they're sitting in last place right now. So, but they're at least they're above five hundred. Their run differential is plus fifteen. So I mean, it's not all bad over there. The AL East is a juggernaut of a division. I mean, that division is something else. I mean, you got the Rays at 30 and 9. You got the Orioles at 24 and 13. First of all, I thought the Orioles were still at least another two another year or two out from really being a competitor. But hey, 
Then you got the Red Sox 22-16, the Blue Jays 21-16, and and the Yankees fall at 21-18. and The Rays, I mean, not the Rays. We all know about how ungodly the Rays are. That I don't get it. I really don't. It's arguably the greatest team ever assembled. They might be better than the 99-98 Yankees. I mean, this team is just unbelievable at this point. Yeah, I mean. And they're only going to get better. Yeah. And by better, I mean healthier. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how this team is put together. And, I mean, I don't. Again, I mean, I've been surprised with the Rays of the last couple of years. They compete year in, year out with, you know, a very small payroll. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. They were like, what, the fifth lowest, I yeah, think, or something, something like that. that. Yep. You know what I mean? So they compete year in and year out with a very low payroll. But this year, I mean, this team is different. This team is way different than any other team that these Rays have had, and it's kind of scary to see it. I mean, right. they're 30-9. and nine. They're, they've, They haven't even lost 10 games yet. I believe they haven't lost at. Oh, they did. They lose. They lost. They lost. Yeah, they did lose at home. But yeah, they haven't even lost ten games yet. Like this is crazy to see, and it's. I mean, honestly, kind of cool. Again, you're not paying. You're not paying. You're not going out and spending crazy money, but you're still building a team that's gonna lead the best division in all of baseball. Just a crazy stat for you here: Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, like I said earlier, are making eighty-six million dollars. Right? Jesus. They have. This season, we're talking about this season, they had 27 and two-thirds inning pitch with the 5.29 ERA and a negative .2 F4. The Rays' entire pitching staff, which is 20 pitchers, are getting paid $22 million. 20 guys are getting Jesus. paid $22 million. They have 322 innings pitch with a 2.9 ERA and a plus 5.1 F4. I mean, I don't the, – the Rays are just good, man. Like, they're really, really good. Again. And I mean, not to, not to, it's it's a it's a hard topic for me because Scherzer and and Verlander were are two of, of the, two of the greatest pitchers that I got to watch fucking growing up, right? They were always there. They always had that stuff. And at one point, they really were those guys. I mean, let's be honest though, they're they're getting kind of old. Well, we seen it. We you know saw Max I mean? Scherzer like, get gassed out. What was it, two, three playoffs ago when yeah. he was with the Dodgers? Yeah, I mean, he literally lost. He, he and he's only gotten older since. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's. I and think they took away whatever substance he was using. <laughs> they took away the what is it called the spider the, the spider tag the spider tag. No, nah, yeah. but him, he was using allegedly rosin and yeah, sweat. Yeah, that's what he says. I mean, but, you yeah. see those numbers now, and it's like, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah, that AL East is a juggernaut, man. The last place Yankees would be tied for first in the Central and a game back in the West. So that just goes to show you how strong that East is. Yeah. Um, the team that's really surprising me is the Baltimore Orioles. They have some dudes. They have a. I mean, you got a bunch of young guys that know how to win. You got a guy in uh, Yanir Cano. Have you heard of him? I have not. Yanir Cano, everybody. Learned the name. He splits as the closer role between Felix Bautista and him. But Yanir Cano, he's. Um, has a zero ERA, three saves throughout the year right now. Hmm. Let's see. He's uh, I believe like six eight or six nine. Jesus. Yeah, he's an absolute monster. Let me make sure real quick. Yanir Cano. They have him here as six four two fifty five. Six. A Cuban. Yep, six four two fifty five. Let me just give you his numbers real quick. Uh, he has pitched eighteen innings, has struck out twenty two, and has a zero ERA. Wow! So fourteen games, eighteen innings pitched, twenty two strikeouts. 
and he does have three saves, but I believe you're he... A, you're a young club, and all of a sudden you find someone to solidify games for you. Well, that's I mean, Their bullpen's gross, man. That's they big. have Felix Batista, another guy, out of their bullpen. I, like I said, this is just depending on who's thrown the day before and stuff. Felix Batista is another absolute tank. 6'8", 285. Wow. 6'8", 285. He's 2-1 on the year with a 1.5 ERA. He has 17 innings and 30 strikeouts in 17 innings. 30. Holy shit. I mean... It's almost two strikeouts. That's what now. I'm saying, man. He's averaging two I, strikeouts in The only thing that kind of worries me about them is their starting pitching. They're not great. They're but, young, too, though. But they're young, They're young, yes. too, though. So yes, you yes, got to yes. give it to them. I mean, Grayson Rodriguez hasn't been doing bad. He's given them quality starts. You have... Uh, Wells as well. I can't think of his first name. Uh, do do do. They have Kram- uh, Kramer, 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 Dean, Dean Kramer. Yeah, Kramer, Kramer, whatever it is. But that's the only thing that makes Tyler me. Tyler Wells. Tyler Wells is another good guy that's been doing pretty good this year. I mean, I'm pulling him up right now. He's thrown seven games. He's given up 14 earned runs, two wins, one loss, three one five ERA. I mean, I mean, for a young guy, well, this, is, this is his third season in the league. You know what I mean? He's starting to really get get in there and really start to figure it out now. So, I mean, you have guys that are giving you quality starts. Yeah, they're not light out stuff and they're not doing nothing super crazy, but they're going out there and they're competing. Right. You I mean, know what I mean. So that's the one part about the Orioles that does worry me. I think their bullpen is legit i think their um lineup is legit but they're starting pitching i mean that's the only thing they are 16th in the league right now they have like a combined 4.24 era as a team so it's not great it's not awful it's not no they're scoring runs they're scoring runs obviously when you got a good lineup a lineup that bangs i mean anthony santander too that guy's gone off this year when have you ever seen him kind of doing what he's doing right i mean like that you, whole team, man. I mean, Adley Rutschman, can you say he's the best catcher in the league? I mean, I think you definitely can at this point. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's just it just helps a lot having a guy again, back there. Again, this goes back to more than just baseball and what a certain player brings. And right. that guy that guy literally turned that tur- like he literally flipped a switch in that organization. Right. He has a, from the moment he stepped into that dugout, like that organization changed. Right. And Again, you see that kind of stuff, and to me, that kind of stuff weighs a lot more than just, you know, your regular average Joe catcher that kind of goes in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's good, and he's super good. You know what I mean? But he's not Adley Rutschman. Right. You know what I mean? And I can kind of, I, I, like like a JT Romuto. Right. Like, like, not to throw any shade, not to say he's not good. I think he's, I think he's definitely was, you know, the conversation for the best catcher in the league as far as both offensively and defensively. You know what I mean, but I just think with the way Adley Rutschman has that has that presence of who he is. Well, when you see it, I think that makes him the better catcher. You see it in he's a switch hitting catcher. He's twenty five years old. He's batting two seventy four right now. Has five bombs and twenty ribbies on the year. I I mean he's not you know a Pete Alonso. He doesn't have that kind of power. But how he not yet it, not yet. Anyways, you're right. But it's just how he manages that pitching staff. What he's got with that pitching staff, mm-hmm. anyways. Like, you can just see the confidence in, in just that team. Right. That team revolves around he, him. That team is going to be him. Like, he is that team. 
I 100% believe it. I mean, a, a Yachty of sorts, right? We've talked about Yachty and the presence that he brought to the St. Louis Cardinals. I think Adelie Rushman is going to be this exact same kind of guy in that Orioles organization. Right. No, and I, I that's what I'm saying, man. I think... I think the Orioles were in that rebuild for many, many oh, years, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. But I think they're ahead of schedule as of now. I still thought I, I still had them. Yeah. I still had them. I don't know, like another maybe year or two out. That's, yeah, that's exactly where but I was at. How they're playing now? I mean, they're legit two, three starters away from being a legit mm-hmm. contender for the World Series. I mean, you go, you go make a, you go make a. Uh, a mid a trade deadline acquisition, you know what I mean, uh, to really kind of solidify your bullpen a little bit. Right. I mean, there was talks about. I've seen that there's talks about Lucas Giolito being on the being on the block. You know what I mean? I'm talking. If you're an Orioles organization and you see a Lucas Giolito out there, which I don't think he would cost you a whole lot. He's a good, he's a great pitcher. He's a good. You know what I mean? But I don't think he's gonna gonna run your farm. You know what well, I mean to say and that, so. That's another thing worth mentioning. The Baltimore Orioles have the best farm system in baseball. I mean, the, these guys are set up. I mean, all those years of losing. Yeah, fire coming up. Like I get it. If you if you lose a lot of years, it sucks. But if your front office knows what they're doing and really can can see the vision and really hold that vision through all of those years, you can build a powerhouse of right. a team that you're, I believe, starting to see now. Right. So I mean, it's exciting times in Birdland, man. That that AL East is a juggernaut. Um, switching points here a little bit, talking about catching. Um, Speaking of the birds, here's another episode of a melodrama of the St. Louis Cardinals, man. What went on this week with yeah, them? So I mean, from from what it looks like to me, obviously I don't know. Um, from what it looks like to me is is they took Wilson Contreras out of that catching spot. And, I mean, they didn't say it, but it seems like they're trying to say he's the one to blame for that pitching rotation not being good. I mean, you take him out, you say, you're not catching. We want you in the dugout next to us so that we can talk about, um, so that we can talk about, like, you know, in-game situations as they're happening. It's just a nice way of saying, you're shit in the fucking bed. And right. it's your fault that this, that these pitchers are sucking. Which I don't think is right, because who the hell are you to put you know that on anybody? All he's doing is calling the pitches. You know what I mean? If there's an issue with with the pitches that are being called, okay, well let's address that. You know what I mean? What's the game plan? Because I don't think he's just going off of his own game plan. I'm pretty sure there's a game plan set up every day for every you know what I mean for every game that you're playing. Right. Like from what I've heard, he he prepares like no other. You know what I mean? He's studying like no other, and he's always got a game plan for what's going on that's always getting communicated with the pitchers. You know what I mean? Right. So for them to sit there and say, oh, yeah, we need you so that you can watch. What, do you, what kind of game situations are you talking about? What What is this that you are that you guys need to figure out with him right next to you instead of behind the dish? Like, what is it? And so, see, this is another, another incident where I think the organization went about a situation wrong. Why couldn't they just go be like, hey, because it, it first came out that he was going to be switched to an outfielder. And, yeah. And then, the, and then they were like, no, he's going to be our DH. Yeah, because we want him in the dugout next to us so that we right. can go through these in-game situations. What does that mean? You just paid this guy for five years. Yeah, nine, $85 million. $85 million for the next five years. Why couldn't they just be like, oh, he's having hamstring tightness and kind of sat him down. And yeah. Kind of kept the real reason in the dugout, in the clubhouse. 
I don't know why you got to go and throw him under the bus again. It's it's this front office. It's it's the same. It's the same thing we've talked about, right? We've talked about it almost every episode. It's annoying. It's it's uh, shitty to see. These guys don't care. They're throwing all these players under the bus, trying to blame the players when in reality, what are you doing as an organization? Right. And I think, yeah, I think this was just um, the Cardinals, I guess, organization's way of pointing fingers. He's the new guy on the block, so let's kind of throw the blame on him. Yeah, Uh, that's 100% what I think it is, is you're trying to find an out on why you guys suck so bad, and the only thing you're showing me is that Mosellac and Ali Marmol now have no clue what to do with Yadier Molina not being there. Right. And well, and I think it also goes into, and I think I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he held back from playing the World Baseball Classic to like learn the pitching staff. Yeah, he stayed in spring training, yeah. didn't want to go play because simply he was because of that. Like exactly. he wanted to learn the pitching staff. He wanted to learn, you know, guys. He wanted routines. to get comfortable with right. the staff. He wanted to be around the organization. So to say that he's not trying or you know putting in some kind of effort it's just ridiculous and the fact that the cardinals organization kind of threw him under the bus like that is fucked up yeah i mean again i think i think that front office needs to go i think ali marmol needs to go um it's not looking good it hasn't been looking good there was also a um there was also this list that came out a couple days ago it's from who's it from b br from walk off uh, the guy's name, Joel Reuter, prospects ranking, right? And he's got Jordan Walker ranked number one. Volpe, two. Jackson Holiday three. Brett Beatty, four. Jackson Chorio, five. Ellie De La Cruz, six. Taj Bradley, seven. Grayson Rodriguez, eight. Francisco Alvarez, nine. And Evan Carter, ten. Who again, was number one? Yeah, again, who who does he have listed as the best prospect in all of baseball? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We literally just talked about this with the Mets, right? You bring up Francisco Alvarez. You bring up Brett Beatty. You let these guys go out there and get their feet wet and have some fun. We suck. Fuck it. What else do we have to lose? We suck. Him. Right. Like, why not also give Mason Wynn a shot? I mean, Paul DeYoung, he's playing good for now. Everybody wants to give this guy an apology, but what people don't understand is he does this all the time. Right. He gets called up. He has a good little run, and then all of a sudden, he's back to not being able to see a fucking baseball for his life. Like... Am I convinced that he's past those stages? No. I'm not. You got to show me more than just two weeks of you being called up that all of a sudden you're the world's greatest. You're, you went from not being able to see a ball to all of a sudden I'm the best hitter on this team. Right. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I think, I mean, I don't know what the organization over there is doing, but they're doing a really good job of just fucking pointing well, I, fingers I and was, throwing people under the bus. I was looking at some articles earlier and reading some stuff earlier, and I think John Mosellac's contract is actually up at the end of this year. Well, I hope they're smart enough to get rid of him, unlike the Yankees, who extended the guy who hasn't brought him a World Series since 2009. Yeah, what do you say? He's got some uh, blackmail on on the family or something. Has there. something. <laughs> there has to be something under you know underlying because there's no way Brian Cashman deserves any kind of contract extension he got it though but yeah, yeah. i mean so same shit with the cardinals man they haven't yeah. won since what 2000 was 11 11 was the last year that they won and they keep trying to i don't know it's it's tough to they got a they got a team but they don't got a well like i said yadi yadi was a guy i mean like i said i'm still convinced yadi was a guy that held that organization together and i saw this interview where uh from what is it that fell territory podcast with right. aj Przinsky, oh, right yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but he was talking about when he was there in St. Louis that, like, 
he was like there was like the way the organization treated Yachty, he was like his far none better than any organization ever treated any player. And he mentioned that he played with Barry Bonds and all these other guys, you know what I mean? He's like, but Yachty was different. And as you can see, it is, but now we're starting to really get the uh, get the aftermath of how bad this front office was. And, you know, it was one guy that knew how to manage an organization of sorts, I guess. Right. Make him the GM now. And it's and it's crazy that they're kind of throwing this all on Wilson Contreras when their offense has been horrendous. Yeah, offense is bad. Nolan Arenado is horrible right now. He's nowhere to be found this year. I don't Dude's know. batting two thirty three has three home runs and nineteen RBIs. I mean, that's not going to cut it for what you expect out of Nolan Arenado. I mean, you built your team around him and Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt you know is I mean? hitting. I mean, that's you know he's playing like he should be. That's not surprising at all, but. Nolan Arenado is having an awful, awful year. And Wilson Contreras is actually pretty good offensively. Tommy Edmonds having a pretty struggling pretty bad. Nolan Gorman struggling a little bit. I mean, there's guys that on here. Through and work. honestly, Nolan Gorman's one that's looking probably the the best of uh, a lot of the hitters. I mean, he's at least consistent, you know, on the I regular. Mean, he's got eight home runs, 24 RBIs. I yeah, mean, you know what I mean? But, he's up there. Paul Goldschmidt. Tommy Edmond, Nolan Arenado, yeah, two thirty-three. I mean, that's just large. Newt Bar isn't having a terrible offense, but I mean, it's just it's crazy to me that that's what that the organization keeps kind of throwing guys under the bus like this. You would have thought after the backlash they received from uh, the whole Tyler O'Neill situation at the beginning of the year that they would have been like, oh, you know what, maybe there's some stuff worth handling behind the doors, you know, amongst ourselves. Yeah. But they don't know how to do it. No, they just, I don't know. It's crazy, man. Every week you hear something new with this organization, how they're burning guys. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, what, I mean, God, dude. Jordan Walker is is, is hitting like one, I think the last I seen, he was hitting like 180 or something like that down in AAA ball. It's like, what do you what do you do into these guys' confidence? Right. What do you do into these players as a whole? You know what I mean? There was like, just no reason for him to have been sent down. Zero reason. Same with like Liber like Liberator that we talk about all the time, right? Again, it's like, why is he still not getting a chance? Didn't he just win minor league? Yeah, the uh, minor pitcher league pitcher month of the month or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, why is this guy not getting a chance? Like, he's obviously shown you that he can do it, or that he's at least ready for an opportunity. Right. Again, you guys suck. There's like, no reason to be holding back. What are, yeah, what are we doing? Why are you not trying to win? I don't understand. Yeah, you keep trying to win with the same shit, and obviously it's not working. It's crazy, man. Like how long? How long do you wait? How long does this go on? You know, I don't know, man. But something's got to change. Something's got to change big time. So it is what it is, I guess. I mean, I you guess just, what can you do? The as solution a, is. I'm telling you, it's going to be the same thing as the Phillies last year. They got rid of Joe Girardi. They brought in the guy they have now. Boom. They I got hope. hot. I hope. I don't know who they're going to bring in. Will it be Yachty? Yachty. Will we'll it, fucking get Yachty. What's their bench coach's name? Um, Skip Shoemaker? No, is, is it? I think he's the bench coach, isn't he? I know he's a coach on the team. No, I was thinking of... Um, it might be. I have no idea who their bench coach is, but I mean... They need something, man. Yeah, and I mean, what, what, Schumacher had a great career there in St. Louis too. I mean, I would. I mean, again, it's just. I think it's you, don't, be, you don't know who's gonna pan I out. I mean, you go, you go to, a, you bring a guy like a Buck Show or is it Buck Show Walter that's with a, um, the Mets. 
Oh, no, not Buck Showalter. Bruce Bochy. For the Rangers. For the Rangers. Right. And all of a sudden, the Rangers are good. Yeah. Like, you got to have a good manager. If you don't have a fucking manager there, like, what? Like, you clearly see that it can definitely be a detriment to any team. And it's crazy. I do think Yachty at some point will be back. I don't think it's this year. I think the Cardinals do get rid of who they have now and just kind of go with someone to finish out the year. But... Who's to say Yachty isn't to in their no coach next coach to start the year? I don't know. I don't see him being part of the team this year. I do think he I wants mean, at least a year, kind of, to figure out exactly what he wants. Is I mean, you you know, people say that shit all the time. Is oh, I just need a break, you know. And then next, they're a year later. They realize they're how crying shitty and how much they <laughs> missed it, and they realize they, how much they have to do at home yeah, now that they, they don't want to do that they have to cut the grass and do the dishes yeah. and they're like i don't want to do that take so. the kids to school yeah. and <laughs> nah you know what never mind so i'm like maybe they give up you give yadi a call and they're like hey we need you he's like i'm, I'm there he's yeah. like i'm there i'm tired of this what do you guys need me for i'll fill up the water coolers i'll do whatever you need me to i'm out of here at least that's what you hope for right oh god something's got to change too it's it's getting kind of bad over there. I mean, and again, I feel bad for Wilson Contreras. Everything right. And, he's kind uh, of handling it pretty good, though. Like, he doesn't seem like he's really gone out in public and said, you know, anything bad about the organization. He's kind of just taking it in the, under the chin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Uh, he's taking it in the chin and moving on. And and, and, I, and I kind of feel like that's Yachty behind the scenes. I kind of I feel, and I have no idea. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm speaking out of my ass. But. I, I would hope. I mean, I know that I did see somewhere that him and Yachty did have like a um, like a Zoom call, I guess, right. of sorts, where they talked for a little bit. So I'm hoping that that communication is kind of going, you know, at least somewhat on a regular basis. Obviously, again, if Yachty is wanting to be at home and wanting to not be around this kind of stuff, then you kind of got to respect that too. Right. But as Yachty, if I if I was Yachty, I would hate to see the organization that I just played twenty something years for just kind of fall to shit all of a sudden. Literally in the you know first I mean? two months yeah. that you've been gone. And especially if it's happening the way it's happening with the new catcher that came in to replace Yachty, like I would wanna try to help in a way where, yeah, let's so, at least communicate, let's at least yeah. talk. Let me know when you need something or when you do and we can set some time up to really sit down and go over or even if it's quick, a quick text or something, you know what right. I mean? Like So that's where I think again, I don't know if this has happened recently, but I think that's why Wilson Contreras is so level headed about taking as much of the blame as he and is. And I mean he's still going out there and hitting. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know what I exactly mean? Like, my point. Still, like, like I feel like somebody or maybe Adam Wainwright, maybe a Goldschmidt, maybe some of these older guys are like, hey, like, no, don't fucking listen to these guys. Yeah, like, like fuck these guys. Yeah, like, everybody just go knows out there, play, kind of shit, like, tell them, okay, yes, sir, no, sir, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think, honestly, that's probably where they're at as a team. Right. You know what I mean? They're just kind of yes, sir, and no, sir, and the, the managers, just because they're, just because of their title, you know what I mean? And and that that never works. I mean, you see it in business organizations, you see it in sports teams, you see it when you have a guy that's in charge because of a job title and doesn't know how to handle that, right? Shit goes south real fast. Oh yeah, trust me, I know all about that, man. You nope. get a title and all of a sudden they think they're, you know, God's greatest they're, thing. Yeah, they're the unstoppable. Best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy what how it's crazy how how titles change people. Right. Like I said, everywhere I I see it everywhere. Everywhere. It's it. Yeah. I think this is one of those one of those occasions. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Yep. You know, and it's what I mean? shitty to see, man. So, but yeah. sticking into that division, though, I mean, kind of flipping from the Cardinals over to the number one team in that division. We kind of talked about this very early on and how surprised we were, but 
the pirates i think their their magic run might be over you know what man i might have to agree with you on that i mean they're one and nine in their last 10 games and i mean again some of these teams were gonna have to fall you know what i mean could they really to be fair they did play they got swept by the blue jays who are a really good team they got they got swept by the rays but what gets me is they lost two or three to the rockies and and again i mean if you're a good team, are you going to be getting swept no. by these teams? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I get it. They're good teams. Yeah. But if you're going to win the division, you can't just go in there. I mean, I get I get it. That division's not good. But right. still, if you're going to be a good team, think, you're going to have to compete against good teams. Right. And this weekend, I think, is going to be kind of telling. They play the Orioles at in Baltimore. No, that's a sweep. So, I think, I mean, they just lost two or three to the Rockies. They Like you said, they've lost nine of three or nine of Nine of ten. ten. Yeah, and they lost nine of the last ten. So. I mean, so if they want to turn things around, I mean, this would be a time they have to because they played the Orioles, they played the Tigers, and they played the Diamondbacks. Not necessarily powerhouse teams, but contenders. Teams that are winning. You're right. Teams contenders. that are winning. We saw that the the Tigers are winning ball games. You know what I mean? All these teams that, that are winning, you got to watch out for them because the Tigers right now are in second place in the Central. You know? Right. They're winning ball games. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, I think that run is over. And, I mean, I think that run in uh, the Nationals, uh, the National League with Arizona uh, in the West with Arizona out there, I think that run might be over too. Right. I think so too. It's just a matter of – see, but that's, then that that answers the question now. Tatis has been back for, what, two weeks now? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they were all waiting for is, oh, yeah. the arrival of Fernando. Like, well, you know, the energy. And he does bring a different energy to the, yeah. you know, but they're not playing good ball right now. No, they're not. I mean, they're just not hitting it all that great. I and mean, overall, with that you know, lineup, I mean, that's what's surprising the most, man. Yeah, I mean, they lost the series to the Dodgers last weekend, right? I mean, the Dodgers went in there and said, actually, we're still the Dodgers. So, right. again, I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to be a whole lot of telling. You know what I mean? As they start playing a couple of those series later on in the season, um, I think we'll really start to see where where those two teams are going to kind of differentiate themselves, right. right? You know what I mean? So I think there's still a little bit to tell. I mean, I think the, the Padres still got a mesh. I think they still got to figure out right. kind of where they fit, kind of how it's everything's going to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're still right there in that division, so it's not like they're you falling. know falling behind or getting left behind or anything like that. So I think they still have time to kind of really figure that out. Juan Soto, to me, is the big key there. I mean, he's been struggling. And he, he, he's he, not living up like he wants to make 500000 uh, yeah. this offseason. He's been struggling this year, and it's kind of crazy to see. I mean, he's hitting two fifty six. He's, you know, he's not really 21 runs, 34 hits, 19 RBIs. You know what I mean? Strike right. at 37 strikeouts. So he's got 37 strikeouts this year. Right. I think the biggest surprise to me is that offense, like you said, man. When you have a team that has Soto, Tatis, Machado, Bogart, Cronensworth, Kim, uh, Trent Grisham. Nelson Cruz. Cruz, I mean, Matt Carpenter. You have all these big names, yet they're 24th in run scored and they're 27th in you know team batting average. Their slugging is 18th in the league. I mean, this is, their offense is not good. Yeah, it's not. It's pretty non-existent. A Again, of, I do think at some point it'll click. Yeah, and I everybody will start hitting. I think it'll click when it clicks for Soto. Right now, I think what's really getting to Soto is that clock. 
Right. Um, they've, they've, a lot of people have mentioned it, and I mean, he was one of the slowest people when it came to you know between pitches. Well, he's come out and said that he's yeah. come out and said that he's like said that he doesn't like the clock. That he doesn't like it because part of his game is they playing mind games yeah. with the pitcher. You know, is kind of getting in their heads mm-hmm. and. I mean, whether that's, you know, his secret or not, I mean, it worked for him in the past because the dude was about to make 500000 I mean, it was working because he was definitely, you know, arguably the best left-handed, the best hitter in the game. Right. You know what I mean? Well, in the Nationals, they offered him, what was it, like 480 I want to say? Here, let yeah. me make sure real quick. It's crazy. I think I think if he can figure it out and he can get rolling, I think the rest of the team rolls with him. He turned down the four hundred and four hundred and forty million dollar offer from the Nats, God and I mean, I mean, at the at the time, people were like, "Well, the best hitter in the game, the best hitter in the game." It may mm-hmm. it's kind of a contract that makes sense. The only reason he didn't take it was because of the Nats. They're not a promising team. Yeah, but I mean, now do you still think he's worth that kind of money? If he let's say he plays out the year and it's kind of like this, what he's at now? No. I mean, I mean, I think, I think if you're gonna have to play with these rules, and it's really gonna affect him that bad. I mean, you kind of have to show. He kind of has to show that. Yeah, he he's can gotta, adapt. Exactly, he's got to show that he can change whatever, whether it be that mind trick or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like he's got to show that he can he can handle it. And you're not gonna get paid 500 mil. No, you know, playing playing like or being that kind of guy. Right. I mean, he's 24 years old, but yeah, you got to. You ain't gonna get it that way, bud. Unfortunately, right as it stands right now, they sit what four games back of first, mm-hmm. four games back first of the Dodgers. Diamondbacks are in second place there. Yeah, I mean, not not worried about the Padres at all. They'll figure nah, it out. I'm not either. I think they'll still be there. I think they're still gonna they'll still be either the they'll fight for that damn division at the very least. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. They just got to keep staying afloat, can't fall too far behind because, you know, the Dodgers, I think they will. If if the Padres get, you know, kind of lazy with this and fall behind, I think the Dodgers will run away with this because the Dodgers are playing good ball right Apparently, now. Apparently, they're still playing. They're I, still a good team. I, I mean, would. I tried telling you, man, the Dodgers are not a team to give up on yet. I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? It's definitely, they're definitely showing it. I mean, you get a resurgence from Max Muncie, all of a sudden leads the league in home runs. Clayton Kershaw looks like he's pitching like yeah. old Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw looks like he's, you know, six, seven years ago, Clayton Kershaw, like nobody could touch his stuff. I mean, realistically, he he's a legit Cy Young contender as of right now. Again, it's early, but, I mean, the dude's been lights out. He was the pitcher of the month of April. So. Yeah, he was the pitcher of the month. There, eight games, six wins, two losses, a point or a point nine five WHIP and a two point three six ERA. This is uh, what? Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, crazy man. Clayton Kershaw this year. Well, and he's been you know he's been nice but their lineup freddie freeman mookie betts james outman probably the rookie of the year in the national yeah, league that's now for max sure. muncie i mean david peralta is not having an awful year will smith is i mean jason hayward all of a sudden knows how to yeah again. <laughs> jason like, hayward all of a sudden is relevant again i thought he retired like three years ago i didn't even know that he was still getting talked about like but, will smith behind the dish too another great catcher as well I but mean, yeah julio urias is going out there and having himself a year i mean he is Compared to last year, he's struggling a little bit. He's got a three seven ERA right now, but I mean, still Dustin May he has, has a two point six ERA. Yeah, the, our, uh, yeah, Julio Arias has been struggling a little bit. I've been I've watched a couple of his starts, and he's 
he's getting hit around. I mean, he's competing. You know right. what I mean? He's Don't staying get me in wrong. games. Yeah, he's staying in games, and he's giving these guys chances to win. You know what I mean? But that's where that 3-7 ERA, you can kind of see it. Whenever right. you see an ERA like that in the league, at least from, you know, just kind of me and from what I've seen, those guys are giving you outings, but you're going to have to – you're gonna to have to expect that def- that offense to really help you out. You know what I mean when he's out there, right? And so. if the Dodgers really are, I think this will be very telling because if the Dodgers are legit in the Otani, you know, running, they will. I don't think they'll make a big move this off. Well, they can't at the trade deadline, no, because they they have to say whatever they have. But I mean, if they do trade, if they do trade people, or it's, I mean, I'm just saying, like the only people you're gonna be able to get rid of would probably be like a Mookie Betts or a. Get rid of no. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to. You're probably gonna have to free up some fucking cap space, is my guess. No, I, they won't get rid of Mookie. I think what they'd have. I mean, for Otani, they just can't. That's what they. That's what. That's why they didn't go out and get anybody's because they want to stay under that luxury tax this year for that reason. So as of right now, they have the money for it. But I'm saying, let's say the Dodgers come All Star break, they're up. I don't know seven games on the Padres. But their starting pitching is Kershaw and Urias in May. Like, you want another starting pitcher if you want to make a legit run. So you're going to have to trade some guys. Now your farm system's a little weak. I mean, they got a good farm system, too, though. They got a deep farm system. I think they're, like, second or third or top five, I think, in farm systems. It'll just be interesting to see how the the rest of the year plays out with the Dodgers. They're not as deep as usual. That's but. yeah. That's the crazy part is they don't have the guys like they always do. It's usually you're used to just seeing one guy fill in whenever just someone plugged needs to right day in off, and it's like they don't skip a beat. But that was my only thing is just is clearing up obviously money to make sure you have whatever this guy's gonna get. I mean, again, nothing we've ever seen before. We don't know what kind of market is gonna be out there for this guy. But my guess is, I, I, I mean, I think he gets half half a bill plus. I mean, you know. It's just going to be crazy to see what team gives it to him. Well, there's very few that can. Right. You know, so. It's not going to be the Rays, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't care to go. They don't care to have him on their team anyways. They're like, yeah. We got okay. four guys that are him. So. Yeah, but they're like, we're okay. We'll, we'll be fine. We're not too worried. I was talking to a guy. Uh, well, when the fucking tournament next guy came. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the best control guy came. He was talking about Europe, about baseball, too, and um, – he was telling me how he he was thinking that Otani was going to the Dodgers. I mean, it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say he won't go to the Dodgers. But again, there's he does. Um, I don't know. That's gonna be by far the most anticipated free agent signing ever in any sport. Everybody's gonna be watching right. that every day. So, I mean, again, do the Angels trade him? <laughs> Where as a as an organization, if if you know he's leaving, are you gonna? let him leave without you getting anything or do you go get a little bit and give him out as a rental for a couple months are they out of the contention yet no they're still i've been saying the angels are not a legit team i I don't think no i don't think so either they're 20 and 18 they fall in the second place i mean 20 and 18 seattle's kind of picking it up a little bit the houston i still am not worried about houston yeah they're off to a slow slow start but I mean, Houston, I think, is going to be there at the end yeah. of when this is all said and done. The Rangers, I think, are a legit team. But how legit are they? Jacob deGrom Gone. is out for two to three weeks with an elbow inflammation. Well, that's from that's another two to three weeks from Apart what he's from already the, He's already out. missed, what, a week, week yeah, and a half? A week and a half, I think, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, we're, we're seeing this snowball start to build up and gain some ground, and I think it's, again, 
just just another typical Jacob DeGrom year. You know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, Nathan Navaldi stepping up. Um, their offense has been lights out. I mean, my goodness, talk about a team. Here's a crazy uh, – this was as of Monday, so, you know, this the runs could be a little different. But they have 221 runs through the first 33 games. That's a club record and the most by any MLB team since 2000. So that lineup's banging. They're they're hitting. They're swinging. Oh yeah, they're hitting some for sure. I mean, you got Adolis Garcia, which we've talked about. They called up uh, Josh Jung, right? That's a one of their prospects. Their catcher, bro, Josh Heem Heim Heem. He's been so mm-hmm. underrated, batting three fifteen. He's a switch hitting catcher. Jesus. Um, has six bombs on the year, but. Dude, I mean, he's uh, definitely he's 35 hits on the year. Dude's gone underrated. I mean, I mean, and you still have a, a solid, solid guy that's there day in and day out. And Marcus Simeon, I mean, right now, what's his name's also hurt? Corey uh, Seager's Corey hurt Seager, too. Yeah, right. But you got Marcus Simeon out there. That's that's uh, he's another great player. You know what I mean? He's always, always there day in and day out, and he's really helping lead that team right now. Yeah, Corey Seager was out uh, with a hamstring. Um, this was at the beginning of April. Yeah, who knows how long that, that leaves him let's out for. What, let's see what kind of update we've gotten on him so far. Corey Seager, um, Bruce Bochy said Wednesday that is he is expected to return from the 10-day injured list early during the Rangers' upcoming homestand, which begins next Monday. That just means he's going to get he's going to ha- go down again right before the All-Star break or right after the All-Star break. So I mean, he'll, especially a hamstring injury. Why are you bringing him back early from a hamstring injury? Maybe he feels you good. Know, okay, but you know hamstring injuries are going to linger. Right. Like those are those linger like they I don't think, just I, go away. Like I think this is one of those situations where you got to be sure sure that he's like Yeah, you have to be 100% because <clears throat> it's not it's just going to hurt you further down the line. Well, right. And 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 it's not like the Rangers need him right now. You know what I mean? Like yes, would it be nice to have that bat and presence, sure. but they don't need it. You're winning. You're winning ball You're games winning by ball a games. lot. You have I I think it's the best run differential in the MLB. So I mean, they're scoring more runs than giving up. If not the best, it's top two, top three for sure. But, I, I mean, this is just one of those things where you have to be sure, sure what, you know, that he feels 100%. Yeah. He's making rehab starts this weekend for their double-A team. And I really hope they're sure because you have a legit chance of, of winning that division. and Making a run. Making a run in the postseason. And if and if you're not if you're not that sure and he gets hurt again, it's, right. it's going to cost you. And the sad part is it's going to cost you later in the season when your Astros are probably going to be hot again, when you don't never know if the Mariners get hot. Like, it's going to hurt you at a bad time. The guy who's filling in for him, Ezekiel Duran, he's played 30 games at short. He's batting 302 right now. Damn. I mean, over 30 games, that's pretty good. Slugging 469. It's, he has an OPS of 806. I mean, that's not bad for their essentially their backup shortstop yeah that seems pretty good so again it's one of those would i rather have Corey seager yes but i'd rather have a healthy whole year Corey seager well whole whatever i mean i'd rather have a Corey (laughs) seager that's going to last me throughout the you know the second half of the season right into that playoffs so i just hope they know what they're doing i guess we'll see right you never know they're the only ones that are there day in and day out so Yep, Texas is um they're they're a threat, man. They're a legit team. They're good to they're fun to watch too. They're fun to watch. But kind of going over into uh, something a little interesting that I thought uh, we can kind of you know shine the light on a little bit. Um, obviously, with all the AI and all the you know Chat GPT stuff, everything going on there, 
um, someone had to have done it, but ChatGPT supposedly came out with the best players since the year 2000, right? Right. Number one, Mike Trout. Number two, Albert Pujols. Number three, Derek Jeter. Number four, Barry Bonds. Five, Miguel Cabrera. Six, Clayton Kershaw. Seven, Ichiro Suzuki. Nine, Randy Johnson. Oh, no, eight, Randy Johnson. Nine, Alex Rodriguez. And ten, Mariano Rivera. What do you think of that list? Um, First of all, I think Pujols is... Uh, uh, Pujols is... If his career didn't come out the way it did at, after going to L.A. If you would have never left St. Louis. Pujols is the best hitter ever. Of my about, generation. Sorry. I don't know about ever. Of my generation. Not ever. I am going to say, there's a guy named Barry Bonds who's fourth on the list, which I guess makes kind of sense. He was at the tail end of his career like it was not prime time. You know, Barry Bonds, when did he retire? I believe he retired in 2004. Let me make sure, but I believe he, you know, was towards the end in the early 2000s. <clears throat> but having Mike Trout up, number one, is not insane to me but it's not it's not insane yeah i get it but again i i still think pujols was uh pujols oh, though, for those first 10 years through uh through his career in in st louis was ungodly yeah the dude barry bonds barry bonds won the mvp in 2000 uh one 2002 2003 2004 he retired in 2007 was his last year so, I mean, yeah, Barry Bonds definitely got a say in this. I mean, I guess you can definitely say that's true, too. Seven MVPs. He was a four-time All-Star. Eight gold gloves. Twelve silver sluggers. I mean, he has the home run record. Don't care what anybody says. 762. I mean, that list, it's interesting, man. I think Jeter. Don't Jeter get, at three? That's crazy to me. Yeah, Derek Jeter's my favorite player of all time, but. He's not the best MLB player since 2000, according yeah, to Chat GBT. That one was. He's weird. not better than Bonds, Miguel Cabrera, Kershaw, Ichiro. Maybe we'd have to look at numbers. Randy Johnson, maybe because I believe Randy Johnson. No, he won the World Series in 2000. In 01. Was it 01 with against the, the Yankees? Yeah, against the Yankees. The, the sawed off, uh, off the hands of right. Luis. Off Mariano Rivera. Yeah, off Mariano Rivera. Luis. What was his last name? Luis Gonzalez. Luis Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... He was on that team. Yeah, I don't know. Um, having Mariano Rivera on there is, I mean, not crazy to me. This, the players aren't crazy. The order is a little out of whack. But the players on here aren't, like, completely out of this world. Like, they're not like, oh, shit, like, how the hell is he on this list? No, none of these names are really surprising. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, you can make an argument for all of these guys for sure. Like I said, to me, the only one was Derek Jeter being at number three. Kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, no, but, I agree. I agree. Um, but speaking know. of closures, they have Mariano Rivera on here. Um, Kenley Jensen just earned his 400th career save. 400, man. And oh, Kenley Jensen is all guy. of a sudden throwing 98, 99 again. Dude was barely being able to touch 90s when he was with the Dodgers mm-hmm. his last couple years. He's out there throwing some cheese now, and it's it's showing. I saw a highlight of him the other day throwing like nine. It was like it was like a ninety-eight, ninety-nine mile an hour cutter, and then he just drops like an eighty-eight mile an hour. I say I seen yeah I seen I don't know if it was an interview or just like he was on a podcast maybe, but 
he credited it a lot to his uh, offseason. He did a lot of thoracic spine stretches. So he kind of elongated his spine, was able to stretch out. Kind more, of more flexibility. More flexibility, I guess. More fluidity, yeah. And that's kind of what's got him, you know, back to his own self. Because right now he looks good. Like the Red Sox have a legit closer now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of scary now that you see that happening. And. Um, over there with him, and again, I mean, shout out to the to the man. He uh, he went in, did his work, and you know, showed up and said, "Hey, I'm here. I'm I'm serious about this. You know what I mean? And right. I'm, I'm still a guy that uh, that you guys need to watch out for." So, so Craig Kimbrell, I mean, Kenley Jensen is seventh all time in saves. Do you know the other six? Um, obviously Rivera and okay. Hoffman. Okay, one and two, right? Uh, is K Rod Rodriguez? K Rod is four. K Rod is four. So I got one, two, and four. You're missing three, five, six. I'll give you a hint. Three was a cardinal. Three was a cardinal. Mm-hmm. Not his, I... not his whole career, but he was a cardinal. Only guy I can think of is Jason Mott. Nope, 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 nope. nope. But I was like, that seems way off. Nope, nope, nope. He pitched in the 80s, 90s. I have no clue. Lee Smith. Lee Smith. He's number three? Number three. Hmm. So you got Rivera, Hoffman, Lee Smith, Francisco, K-Rod, Rodriguez, and then... Five and six, I don't even have a clue. John Franco and Billy Wagner. John Franco. I've, uh... John Franco's on the Mets, yeah. lefty. Yeah, Billy Wagner also. I actually lefty. just saw that somewhere, somewhere not too long ago because I remember watching some show where they were talking about the Mets and he was obviously a part of that conversation. So. Right. So yeah, shout out Kenley Jensen, four hundred career saves. He has the most as an active pitcher right now. Craig Kimbrell has three ninety seven, not far behind. Um, He'll probably get his, I'd, I'd imagine. But I mean, it's just crazy, man. Mariano Rivera has six hundred and fifty two career saves. Kenley Jensen, who's four hundred. Has 400. How old is Kenley Jensen? Kenley Jensen, I believe, is a uh, good question. Not sure. Kenley Jensen is 35. 35. So, so he has another three years, maybe, yeah. as an effective I mean, closer. I mean, maybe. let's just say you really have. Let's a, give him the five. I was about to say, yeah, let's you give, give him the five. You give him five more, and I mean, he gets. Well, fuck. You give him another five and say he averages another... 50? No. No, 50 is a lot, yeah. Because he's at four. What would you say Mariano's at? Two, 652. Six, 652. So, yeah, so you're 250-ish away, give or take, right? So over the next five years, you need you need 50 freaking saves a season to, to catch him. Yeah, so 252. Let's just give him the five years that, that he stays effective. Yeah, you yeah, need 50, 50, 50 51 yeah, a year. So, no. Yeah, it's impossible. I and don't think so. The next closest is Craig Kimbrell, 397. He's a rap. Aroldis Chapman is then the next active saves leader with three, 316. So, what, what really happened to that guy? I uh, really want to know what happened to him because that dude literally just. I mean, fell off of everything. I think, honestly, bro, I think it might be a money thing. I think he got the money he got and kind of went crazy with it because he had a lot of uh, off-the-field incidents where he was, like, I think he got in trouble for, like, shooting at his wife or something. Jesus. Yeah, and the Yankees still wanted him. But I don't know. I think I think because he did get a fat contract from them. Um 
So I don't know. I I don't know what happened. I don't know if he just got the money and started just not to give a fuck or. And you can definitely see that happen with a lot of guys, but who knows? But he's out there throwing some cheese now, so we'll see how much longer he lasts for a team that that, yeah, doesn't, Yanke- that doesn't win ball. The games. Yankees gave him eighty six million in five years. Well, that's so much fucking money. Yeah, seriously, even that much is a shit ton of money. Right. Like, so we were just talking about Juan Soto. We're surprised here by the eighty-five or eighty-six million that you just mentioned. We were talking about Juan Soto getting four forty, like it was nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. That's crazy. Well, another news. Uh, shouting out, obviously, Kenley Jensen. Congrats on number four hundred. Uh, I want to give a shout out real quick to Luis Arise. Man, dude is now batting just under four hundred at three ninety-eight. That's so crazy. 49 hits in 123 at-bats. I mean... Who the hell do you think you are? That's that's just unheard of, man. That's especially crazy. In, especially in today's and, game. And, like, and, you don't this, hear... and this late into the season. Right. Like, you're, again, you're almost two months into the season, and you just now barely fell under 400. Who, who are you? Right. No, I agree, man. That's... I don't know, man. That's just crazy. I mean, it sucks that it's on the, on the, uh, the place for the Marlins. Marlins, yes. yeah. But, but still, like that's a, so impressive, man. Yeah. I, is it almost more impressive because it's for a team that sucks ass, or? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you see guys that can play. They play. You know what I mean? Right. They're out there to play on a regular, so. You know. Right. Big, big shout out to him, though. So. I want to shout out uh, just Eduardo Rodriguez for the Detroit Tigers. Dude has been nails this year. He has only allowed one earned run his last five starts. He has a 1.5 ERA, so he's definitely been playing or pitching very well for them. He did get that nice contract from the Tigers. And the Tigers are playing good ball. I mean, they've won three straight. They're just two and a half back of the Central. Again, the Central very weak, but, I mean, the Tigers are playing good ball right now. Better well, than the Guardians, so. And we talked about this too with uh, Javi Baez and whole his whole situation, right? But Javi Baez, since uh, getting since that incident where he got benched for uh, not knowing how many outs there were. Yeah, for not knowing how many outs there are. Again, dudes, dudes come out and he's playing. I mean, I think he's hitting, he's hitting like three sixty eight still. You know what I mean? Since the incident, three sixty something he was hitting last I saw earlier this week. Three bombs, still scoring RBIs. You know what I mean? Like, again, another another situation got handled correctly, and now the team is uh, performing you know, well. Be- yeah, it's benefiting from it. But then, but that's also having an experienced manager, oh, AJ Hinge, sure. one that oh, for sure that very controversy World Series with the Astros. But I mean, he handled everything like a pro. He that, took that, his suspension like a that pro. That team was good regardless. Right. You know what I mean? He took his suspension like a, you know, like a man, and he's handled things like a man. And the Tigers are, I mean, they're winning ball games. So, shout out them. Good to see. Good to see. Any um, any big series you're looking forward to this weekend? Anything to keep, that you're keeping your eye on? I mean, this uh, Yankees-Rays series that was just going on right now, obviously, anytime you see these powerhouses uh going at it it's always going to be a good time for sure you know what i mean but other than that i don't really have a whole lot that i'm really like you know keeping your eye yeah definitely keeping my eye Ooh, out padres for. dodgers in la this time Ooh, they're playing in la this weekend that'll oh. be another good series and then another good one interesting one the braves and toronto in toronto that's gonna be a good series um 
yeah. two pretty pretty good teams. Um, did that one did that one start already? Who the Braves in Toronto? No, no, no. There was only they like five tomorrow. games yeah. today. Yeah, there was a very limited games today. But oh, so I guess that's that's true. There is a couple good series. Then if you got the the Padres and Dodgers in LA this time around, that'll right. be real fun to watch. Blake Snell and Dustin May tomorrow. Ooh. That's gonna be a good pitching matchup. I mean, the Cardinals play the Red Sox. This will be a nice little test, just because. I mean, the Red Sox are a pretty good team um, this year so far. So Joe Musgrove, Julio Urias on Saturday. That's gonna be a really good matchup. Like I said, some very Spencer Strider, Chris Bassett tomorrow in Toronto. Freaking Thunder Thighs. We get to see Thunder Thighs tomorrow. I mean, so yeah, man, there's some good baseball on this weekend. It'll be fun. It'll be fun for sure. You never know what'll happen and. Like you said, things might change, and um, things might change, and you never know what happened. Right. Red Sox. James Paxson, I guess, is uh, looking to make his debut for the Red Sox on Friday against the Cardinals. So that'll be fun. Wayne against Wainwright too. Hmm. Wainwright in Boston. Yeah, they're in Boston. So, God, I'm not gonna want to see my dad this weekend. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, well carlos it's been great man another good week another you know this baseball season is just building and building and building as it goes man and it's it's fun to watch it's fun to kind of keep track of and just see everything that's happening and how it's all playing out man any last words any last uh little shout outs you got no nah, man like i said yankees have a big series against the uh, devil rays but uh at this point, I'm just accepting a sweep. The blue or the Rays are arguably the greatest team ever. I mean, so other than that, I mean, not a whole lot, man. Like I said, like you said, baseball is heating up. Teams are heating up. There's moves got to get made. Moves. You're kind of starting to see where the chips are falling for everybody. You got to see what you need. Kind of see what you're missing. So it's exciting. Exciting, exciting, exciting times, man. Um, coming up, obviously, we got. Uh, you get the All Star break in July, so that'll be a real, a real good point. And then you get the trade deadline right after that. So, seeing as everything leads up to that point in time, and like you said, see where all these teams land and where they think they belong, and because you're gonna see te- some teams try to make moves and some teams become sellers, and who lands where and who does what, you know, you might get surprised by who goes after some guys to try to make a run. Right. So. But anyways, it's been fun. We appreciate y'all again. Everybody that takes the time to to listen and give us some feedback and always appreciate it. Always appreciate good, bad suggestions, anything. Yeah, topics, talk, things you guys want to hear about. We've also had a couple other people reach out about you know wanting to join us on here and have some fun talking baseball, things like that. So we'll be uh, looking forward to trying to bring some new people, some new perspectives, you know, a new fan base, I guess, as you can say over as well to, you know, let you guys hear and kind of see what we got going on around here, but it's been fun. And we, again, we appreciate everybody and we appreciate you guys all listening. Yes, sir. Go Yanks, baby.